Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So welcome to all the new listeners and the people that are regular listeners. And uh, I just wanted to, before I do this show today, I just wanted to answer a question because I've been getting lots and lots of emails lately. And it's a question that people are asking in regard to the Quantum Freedom um, new program and the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. And what people are asking is they're saying, what's the difference and which one should I do and how do I know what stage I'm up to to do whichever program? Let's just keep it really simple. And it is really very, very simple. The Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program is the first step. Absolutely. So... If you are still feeling the pain of narcissistic abuse, if you're still really feeling agoraphobic or broken or you know that you've still um, got a lot of the abuse pain and the obsession running or if you still feel hooked to the narcissist, even if you are still with the narcissist, you can do that program. Lots of people have. So that is the first step. Now, once you're at that next stage of what now? I've cleaned the narcissist out of my system. I really want to go forward and create my amazing life. Okay, that's when the Quantum Freedom Healing Program, that's when you do that one, the Empowered Self. So I hope that really clears it up for you. Okay, so this radio show that I'm going to be doing is Does the Narcissist Know What He or She Is Doing? Now, again, this is another question that I receive a lot of. So I'm going to answer this question today and that's going to help you understand. Now, just a little side note in relation to the radio show that I did last week, people were emailing me and asking, do you have a cold? Now, I don't and I didn't, but I'd actually changed some of the settings on the recording because I'm pre-recording to do better quality. And it came out as if I had a cold. So I hope this one does it. So please note, no, I don't have a cold. So if I sound like I do, I don't. So you don't need to worry and send me an email and ask me, am I, am I okay? Because I'm all good. So I'm glad I got that out of the way. So back to this question, does the narcissist know what he or she is doing? So obviously we're talking about the bad stuff that happens. Now I'm sure that you can relate to this. When I was in relationships, with narcissists, there was times, many, especially towards the end, especially when all the cracks are appearing and, you know, there's really no way to save the boat that's sinking, there were times I was numb in disbelief at the things that they were capable of doing. So literal shock does not even cover it. And as more and more things became exposed, and even after the relationships broke down, a lot more things became exposed. 
my shock initially intensified, knowing point blank that the truth that a narcissist had presented and professed to be and to live by in the relationship actually bore no resemblance to who this person was and how they operated. Now, we've all talked about when you look back at the relationship and you say, look, that was just a lie. You know, you were a lie. You were not even real. You weren't who you made out to be. So, and the behaviours of my ex-narcissistic partners contain the usual narcissistic repertoire that we all know so well, and I know that many of you have been subject to, if not all of you, which is the pathological lying, the mental, the emotional and the financial abuse, and abuse by proxy, using authorities to hurt you, and also adultery. So... Look, fortunately, and what's really good now is gratefully nowadays I'm at peace. And there's two main reasons that I'm at peace. And the first one is because I now understand how narcissists specifically operate in ways which are completely different from what we know as normal human behavior. And also, too, because I've done a lot of deep inner work on my unhealed wounds that were holding me as a victim of atrocious behavior. So I do, I hear this question all the time, does the narcissist know what he or she is doing? Now the answer's not really simple because I believe the answer is yes and no and also I believe that there are times when there's grey areas where we have really got no ability to even know the answer to that question. But I also know that this information that I'm going to give you and it's coming out in a blog post tomorrow is going to help you understand a lot more to remove your confusion. So it's going to take me a little bit of time to get to why the answer is sometimes yes and sometimes no because there's some groundwork to lay first. So I'd like you to please bear with this. Now, the biggest mistake that we can ever make when trying to understand how narcissistic people operate is to assign our lens of normal human behavior onto what they do. Truly, this is like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. The narcissist operates through a false self, which is an egoic construction. The false self is the ultimate defense mechanism that avoids the false self is an intense sorry the false self as an intense egoic construction seeks significance approval and energy from the outside now we have to understand that the false self is incredibly insecure its maintenance depends on getting regular reminders that it is worthy it is of value and it is acceptable the truth is a false self, an ego, has no ability to create or maintain these feelings for itself. It's an empty shell that forever needs filling. And it cannot receive outer information that is positive, settle on it and be solidly at peace with this information. Peace doesn't come from the outside. It actually has to come from within. And this is why narcissists are constantly in need of narcissistic supply with this egoic construction that is focused on needing and getting energy from outside of itself. Now, the false self has no buffer of self-worth or self-acceptance in order to be criticized. There's no leeway there. 
if an individual knows who they are and if they can love and accept themselves, then they're actually able to detach from other people's assessments, negative or positive, because this person is not precariously reliant on approval or validation to have self-worth. Narcissists don't and can't detach from other people's assessments of them. They are totally susceptible and actually reliant energetically to feedback from the outer world in order to establish an identity. And this is why it is so critical for a narcissist to ensure, create and maintain the type of narcissistic supply that will allow him or her to repeatedly, because it has to be done repeatedly, create a version of faux self-worth that is bearable. If it can't be approval as narcissistic supply, fear will do, notoriety will do, any attention will do. Because to a narcissist, to make sure someone is severely affected by him or her is valuable narcissistic supply because it validates that the narcissist exists. Now really know this, narcissists do not create their world healthily from their inner self unfolding out into life, which is what true self-empowerment, spiritual inner development and personal development is about. The narcissist world is distorted. It's turned inside out, which means that it actually operates from the outside in, which is the powerless version, hence why the false self needs to be in place. Now, because of this distortion of being in life, the narcissist's brain wiring is maladapted. It's actually mutated to accommodate the false self. And what this means is that the narcissist's mind to protect the narcissist from narcissistic injury when triggered, which is regular, takes the distorted pathways rather than being able to think in terms that we think are normal. So the intense natural reaction, the maladapted reaction for the narcissist is non-accountability. So for a narcissist, to feel wrong whilst trying to always desperately prop up an empty false self trying to feel good enough is agonizing. And this has been the case for the narcissist from a very early age. In fact, this is the very reason that the narcissist collapsed his or her true self and created a false self in its place. Because this was the ultimate defense mechanism to not feel the self-annihilating inner emotional wounds and powerlessness of not being acceptable. So at this point, and this may be hard for you depending where you are at your own healing journey, you may even be able to have some compassion for the narcissist because he or she was the product of abuse and or being engulfed by a parent or a role model. So, so severe was the emotional pain that he or she split from the true self, disowned it and replaced it with the only defense mechanism available at a young age as a child to stop the emotional pain, which was the false self. Now, the false self to that child at that time 
is and was a pathological, childish, grandiose version of him or her. It was a fictitious character that the child wanted to be to avoid the self-annihilating powerlessness of feeling defective, unworthy and unlovable. And that's what the false self is. Now, all of us have an ego. And everybody's ego is actually the line of defense of fear and pain when we're triggered. It's a survival mechanism. That is until we learn to dissolve the ego and behave more consciously. And if we've got an inner being that is operating and we can actually be conscious at an inner level and work on ourselves at an inner level, we have the ability to dissolve fear and pain and live through a different way of being, a much more empowered one where we can respond rather than react. However, with narcissists, their ego, the false self, has actually reached the level of personality takeover. And it's the only function that the narcissist as an adult now has available because the true self is so stunted and disowned that it no longer functions. So when triggered with feelings of insecurity, the narcissist's brain impulses fire off down the pathways of emotional survival, which is non-accountability. So the narcissist's perceptions are literally distorted. Sam Vatkin describes it as remote viewing. Now, I know a lot of people question Sam Vatkin because he's a narcissist and his intentions and everything else. If you've ever read the book Malignant Narcissist and you've lived intimately with narcissists and you're a pretty aware person who can feel and, and uh, have some pretty great insight into perceptions and life, I think you'll agree with his theories. I certainly did. They made an enormous amount of sense to me. Sam Vatkin describes it as remote viewing, whereby the narcissist is observing what he or she is doing, yet can't really connect to it. I've heard another narcissist describing it as watching a car crash from afar as if numb and disconnected, but not really there. Almost like an out-of-body experience when acting out narcissistic malicious rage. We really need to understand however somebody's brain perceives things is that person's reality at the time. And we all know that several people may witness an event and they've all got a, actually a different version of exactly what took place. Each person is viewing the event through their unique lens of life. Now when operating in defense mechanisms, which is emotional survival to a narcissist, if something did happen that was wrong, the narcissist cannot risk being wrong. That's emotional annihilation to a narcissist. So the narcissist's brain flicks automatically to being non-accountable and projecting and deflecting the blame somewhere else. What we know, and if you've experienced narcissistic abuse, and that's why you're listening to this show, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. What we know as ridiculous correlations, childish excuses, bizarre tit-for-tat retaliations, the creation of phony allies, malicious unrelated dredging up of the past and pathological lies is all very valid to the narcissist because what it's, it is, it's his or her brain latching on to some way to escape accountability, the being of wrong and suffering emotional annihilation. So this is why we've all seen narcissists defend their arguments and twist and turn like a pretzel. 
and we get hooked into insane conversations that we believe no rational adult would even ever have. All while the narcissist, like an angry five-year-old, vehemently defends what we believe to be ludicrous and mentally deranged points. Now, I think you can guess from the way I've described this that 100% I have, to my detriment, participated in way too many of these conversations with narcissistic partners. I've lost weeks, months of my life engaging in these ridiculous conversations. And thank goodness, fuel, I will never do that again. I've actually only ever met two people in my life that I've engaged with in any types of conversations that converse and behave like this. And if I ever get a whiff of it again, I know what I'd do. I know it's NPD and it'd be thank you, but no thank you. So really the truth is, we, when this happens, we're looking at the narcissist like he or she is all of a sudden morphed into an alien with two heads. In utter dismay of how obvious the facts are and how obvious really poor, immature, out-of-bounds behaviour is and how obvious it is that a slight, a slight comment you should not throw somebody into this sort of level of defence mechanism. Yet truly, the narcissist is clueless about all of this. His or her brain pathways are simply doing what they are doing as programmed to do. And the harder we push the point, the more the narcissist acts out. The harder his defence or her defence mechanisms will actually push back. It's also important to understand a very good point that Sam Vatkin also makes, which is how can a false self, which is not real, have done anything wrong? How can it be held accountable? The false self is a buffer for the narcissist. He or she is numb and strangely detached from the false self and it really doesn't feel like him or her. The truth is the narcissist actually doesn't have a him or her. And the false self as a substitute certainly doesn't cut it to give them a solid sense of self at all. So the narcissist truly can't attach to the emotion of being the false self. The false self is a mirage. It's not real. It's a pathological construction. And the narcissist has trouble connecting to having done something wrong. In fact, the narcissist deeply feels like a victim. He or the sh she is the one that feels wronged and believes it's outrageous to be held accountable. So we need to realise that the narcissist's version of being wronged is way different from our normal human version of being wronged. The narcissist is incredibly insecure because there are no inner true self-resources. So therefore, any slight, real or imagined, is of enormous negative impact to the narcissist. In fact, the association of the slight with previous unhealed traumas, which are childhood wounds, magnifies the slight incredibly out of proportion. The narcissist does not have the true self-resources to heal any of the original wound because these original wounds have all been disowned and they've been categorized in some egoic way to actually avoid them. 
and not deal with them. So the narcissist cannot put current or future events into perspective. The narcissist feels the agony of the trigger, which feels like emotional annihilation, and does what ego does, which is looks to the outside and assigns it to the outside without taking in a responsibility for it. So the narcissist does not have the ability to not harbour, to not brew things, to not blow up about things and to act hugely out of proportion. So imagine a young child who suffers a comment and acts like it's the end of the world. We've all seen children do that. And this is exactly what is going on for the adult narcissist. His or her emotional intelligence, which is the ability to be able to process emotions and actually work through them, has been stunted significantly somewhere between, most experts believe, between the age of five and seven. Yet, as a narcissist, this is so much more dangerous than a child. And obviously, narcissistic rage is a lot more dangerous when an adult's doing it than when, than when a child's hitting another child um, in the playground. And a child also gets over that slight tomorrow and starts flowing again in the moment in life and lets it go. The narcissist is never in the moment. He or she is a product of intense unhealed wounds from the past that continue to gnaw relentlessly because these ignored wounds have been screaming for attention for decades to be healed and they're simply not going away. And the anxiety of being able to secure adequate narcissistic supply in the future in order to avoid emotional annihilation. So the narcissist is always in the pain of the past and always in the fear of the future. Am I going to have enough narcissistic supply in order to avoid myself? So now you may be able to realize why on earth the narcissist is sprouting how bad you are in relation to the horrendous stuff that has just gone down, which you could not have even thought of doing, let alone executing. Yet you're the bad one. So that's where, when you're with a narcissist, what you think is just a normal, simple argument that ends up turning into the horrendous behavior that the narcissist does, and then you get blamed for it. And you think, how did that happen? So... Definitely from our version of reality, all of that is just completely insane. The payback does not match the original event in any shape or form. But from the narcissistic version, you did something terrible and the narcissist was simply doing what was necessary as a defense to keep one up and to not be vulnerable. And then when the narcissist was forced into looking at some sort of accountability, then projected what he or she did because the narcissist can't be wrong. That's emotional annihilation. So it gets created as something that you did. Now you need to realize that the narcissist truly, when he or she thought those thoughts, which was the justifications for the behavior, the self-avoidance and the brain pathways of the false self, once they're thought a few times, and once they're stated to other people, which is the usual smear campaigns that narcissists do, then to the narcissist, his or her versions of events are real. Now, I know that this is frightful, but there it is for you to understand. 
So for you to sit in front of a narcissist for 10 hours, if you're lucky, usually days or weeks or months are more accurate if it's even possible to convince him or her that your version is true. Genuinely, genuinely, for that to actually work would mean having to rewire the narcissist's brain. So this is why after believing the narcissist gets it, within five months of believing, sorry, five minutes of thinking that's happened, five hours, a few days, weeks, months, you will have conversations about this topic that the narcissist finally agreed to and then you discover all of that is now out the window again. The narcissist has defaulted back to his or her original version, which is in alignment with the narcissist's brain wiring, and everything else was simply fluff. So is it any wonder that you felt like you're losing your mind and you're totally traumatized? And this is why trying to reason with a narcissist to get safety, stability, understanding, normality, decency or respect, is about as self-damaging as lying yourself down on a busy freeway. Quite simply, it's an exercise of soul-destroying insanity. Now, for all the distortions and defense mechanisms in the brain wiring of a narcissist, we have to remember that narcissists are built on survival mechanisms. Narcissists have the ability to know when not to blow from triggers and put Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful to the fore instead. So much worse for a narcissist than being triggered by a slight is being seen by the outside world as flawed. So therefore, the narcissist is very adept at creating the perfect persona with people who are not as intimate as those that have been engulfed into the narcissist's inner circle of influence. So it's the people on the inside who are highly susceptible to narcissistic abuse. So the narcissist with these people simply cannot hold his or her mask up indefinitely because it's an act. It's an act covering over what is really going on for the narcissist, which is enormous insecurity and narcissistic pain and narcissistic rage. So the mask is going to slip. And then it slips more and more because the narcissist soon discovers that when he or she acts narcissistically, this is actually going to ensure masses of attention and narcissistic supply. And this is relevant if you haven't left the narcissist for good and if you keep staying and you keep attached to the narcissist and fighting for your rights and reacting, your reaction to the warped narcissistic behaviour grants the narcissist the knowing that he or she exists and is significant. You're actually handing over A-grade narcissistic supply. This also gives the narcissist added avenues to get supply because he or she can go to his or her peeps stating how deranged, manic and abusive you are. So any evidence of you losing it which is totally understandable because what happens is when you're trying to deal with sick, deranged people, what happens? You become sick and deranged. That's exactly what happens. So any of that evidence of you behaving in reaction is going to be presented to others to gain their attention and sympathy 
So it could be voice recordings on mobile phones, it could be text messages, whatever. It's great evidence. So for the narcissist, this is also a wonderful way to hook in exes for supply, which is going to ensure the narcissist can get comfort, commiseration and sex. Thinking because the exes, and a lot of them are still going to be hooked to the narcissist because he's never let them go and has made sure that they're hooked. And these exes may believe that they've got a chance again, that this person has changed, they've realised what they did wrong in the past and they're actually a great person and they're going to be a great partner. So, however, if you have left the narcissist because you've decided enough is enough and you've stood in your boundaries and your power, and a lot of people do this very early on in the relationship before we get broken down, we actually do lay boundaries and say not good enough with the behaviour. Now, this is when the narcissist may become incredibly accountable. However, it's really interesting in uh, the, later, the, the second narcissistic abuse experience I had, I actually went back through some emails early that were all about the accountability when I said enough to certain behaviour. There was tit for tat. There were things in there that absolutely were narcissistic in amongst the accountability. It's actually very, very rare for any narcissist to put the full energy on accountability without making excuses. The reality is if you are having any of those deranged conversations, it's a narcissist. Okay, That's what narcissists do and it's only narcissists that behave like that. Now, the problem is that this accountability that the narcissist will present, again, it's not going to hold. Now, interestingly, a while ago, I don't do them anymore, I did personal sessions with narcissists who came forward in deep narcissistic injury due to the loss of relationships and they were startlingly accountable and aware. What I observed though, however, as soon as they started to get well again and they got enough energy and enough healing to start recovering, the false self would come up and then there was a completely twisted reality reinstated where the previous humility and accountability was. So my question is with that, was the accountability real in narcissistic injury or was it just a ploy to gain energy healing energy from myself as a healer in order to feel better and reinstate the false self again. Now, according to Sam Vatkin, whether it's unconscious or conscious, narcissists in therapy are just trying to get their false self back up again. It's not about dissolving the false self and reinstating a true self. So the point is, I really don't know the answer to my question and I know I'm certainly not going to drive myself crazy trying to work out narcissists for another minute of my life. I spent way too much of my life wasted trying to do that. So as far as I'm concerned, the answer to that question is actually irrelevant. What is relevant is that the cycles and the bouts and the behavior of non-accountability and repeat out-of-bounds abuse continues and it's totally not acceptable to live in my life at all. Now narcissists do know they are amoral. They know they pathologically lie and they know that they purposefully hide their adulterous 
and underhand malicious behaviour through lies and deception because they're streetwise enough to know that the repercussions of being caught out is not advantageous to the agenda that they're trying to create. However, if they don't need to bother to hide the behaviour and get the same agenda fulfilled, they won't. They'll actually start doing it out in public with people that are hooked and put it right in their face because if it gets a great reaction, it's A-grade narcissistic supply. So life for a narcissist truly has to be exhausting because they need to operate through so many tactics, they need to continually monitor narcissistic supply, they have to be a shamalon and wear so many different hats in order to gain supply and they have to be on guard, hypervigilant and reacting to triggers to uh, monitor and regulate narcissistic supply. So we can assume that any shortcuts to having to expend energy for the narcissist is a necessary payoff. It's good. Because a narcissist simply can't relax and just connect to be him or herself because there actually is no true self. The narcissist does not have a real identity. Because narcissist brains are wired in this way of me versus you and needing to use pathological tactics to get by, they sadly suspect that everybody else is doing the same thing. Narcissists have no ability to trust or feel supported by anyone. They are highly, suspe highly suspect and they're highly paranoid. So just as we have no model to fathom how a narcissist operates, they actually have no model to fathom how we operate. Narcissists don't get the virtues of conscience, reverence and respecting people as worthy enough to honour and consider. The truth is they simply do not have the capacity to care about other people enough to not act the way they do. Now this may be a little bit hard for you to accept and it's, it's what I believe. I actually do believe this. It's my theory. Sam Vatkin's information actually really supports this too. And to me, it feels quite real. So it's actually not purposefully malicious or personal, what narcissists do, in as far as being a sadist. To me, a sadist is somebody that would pick a cat up, um, tie it to a clothesline and wheel it around and just do... And we know that there are sadistic people in the world that just get off on doing horrible things to people and animals, etc., etc. I don't actually believe that's more the psychopath, okay? I actually don't believe that narcissists are that. I really think narcissists are just being narcissists. That's how they survive. That's what they do to keep feeding the false self. They have to behave that way. Narcissists need to feed off people in order to survive, pure and simple. So if a narcissist is hurting you and getting malicious delight from that, it's not so much to me, this is my belief, that it's the hurting you that they're getting malicious delight. It's the copious amounts of attention and narcissistic supply. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be through hurting you. It's just that it's highly charged. Your focus is on them and you are letting them know that they are very significant and all-powerful and omnipotent because they are able to affect you in that way. 
that's what they're getting off on as far as I'm concerned. So I hope that this information has really helped explain this question, does the narcissist know what he or she is doing? And you may need to digest this information a few times to get your head around it. Okay, But really, we can't get our head around narcissists. That's the bottom line. And that's why we've really got to heal within because then we get into our own knowing and our own creation, our own direction, which there's no resemblance to all of this stuff because this isn't life. This is... Um, this is trauma, this is chaos, this is torment, this isn't real life. So please remember as always what is hugely important for your recovery is to use this information is what, for what it's fully intended, which is to help give you relief, get your focus off the narcissist, let go of what he or she is, what he or she has done and firmly take the responsibility to heal yourself and create your own incredible life from the inside out, not in the maladapted way that the narcissist is working through life because that doesn't work for a narcissist and it certainly doesn't work for a codependent if that's how we're trying to live our life. And because if you don't get your focus off the narcissist and narcissism, you, you do. You remain stuck in the vibration and the yuck of narcissism. And Law of Attraction says wherever your focus and your energy is, is exactly what you create and draw into your life. And your entire goal is not that. It's to empower yourself so that you can leave that stuff far, far behind where it's never going to need to be your reality again. You don't need the lessons in order to heal your unhealed wounds. So on the blog tomorrow, I'd love to hear your comments. And please, for my sake, as well as the community and your own, because I'm very committed to maintaining my own healthy vibration. When I actually have to go into the narcissistic stuff, I put bubbles of white light around myself. And after I finish, I clear myself with quantum freedom healing. And actually, when I wrote this article... That's exactly what I did straight after it. I went and had a bath and I aligned with my reality because I've done a lot of work to clear out my narcissistic muck. I don't want to keep putting it back in. Okay, so that's, so when you're answering the blog post, please don't go into the war stories about the narcissistic's non-accountable behavior. We all experienced it. It's very identical. Narcissists all operate the same way. Thousands of people have got the same story and I'm not discounting your story but we don't need to keep a peptide addiction going by reading that and re-energizing the trauma of that. We don't want to be doing that. Okay, so you can certainly say you relate to this article and what insight you get from the article but please keep the war stories to an absolute minimum. We don't want to focus on those. We want to focus on healing and empowering ourselves as much as we possibly can. And that's really my mission is to help you embrace my truth, which is your truth as well, which is a narcissistic free reality that is filled with love, joy, personal growth and gratitude and creating more of that. And I want to really inspire you to heal, purge the narcissist and live the same way. So that's it for me. I hope this information has made sense and can really help answer that question, even though there really isn't a definitive answer, but you can understand how and why the narcissist operates, how he or she does, 
and how it's actually not personal. It's a narcissist being a narcissist. So lots of love, everybody, and have a beautiful day. And bye from me. Bye-bye.